everybody. Thanks for joining us on another episode of Missional Manhood. I'm your host, Ty Crowder, and this week we will kind of continue the conversation from our last episode regarding um, kingship and, you know, protecting your domain and all of these things, and we will uh, continue to utilize the uh, example of my sons, my kids. I think it makes it a little more relatable. Um, So we will look at it from that perspective again. This week we're going to talk about the idea that I want my sons to embrace their calling as protectors of the weak. I want them to realize that they are the ones that fill the gap. They are the ones that are the defenders, the protectors of those that can't protect themselves. One of my central responsibilities as dad to my three wonderful boys uh, is to train their hands for war. Um, Maybe that's a little extreme. I don't think so. Uh, I don't mean just physical combat. I mean whether it's spiritual, whether it's emotional, uh, whether it is a physical battle that they find themselves in, my sons need to be ready for whatever comes their way. And my job as dad and my wife's job as mom is to make sure that they have the skills and the tools that they need to fight those battles when they're presented with them. Uh, Right now, at the age of three, five, and eight, most of our battles are fought with play swords, uh, with little light-up toy firearms. Right now, my kids have little toy 1911s that they got from Walmart, and that is like their prize. And then these awesome light-up swords that have these hard metal cores that if you get smacked just right, man... You're very aware of it. And they always tend to smack me harder than they hit each other. I don't know why. But when we we don our plastic swords and our, our toy guns and we're getting ready for battle, I want them to see that they can be defenders. I want them to see that they bear the burden of defense. Um, whether it's of home, family, church, or country, they are defenders. They are protectors. There's there's this quote. Um, it's an old pastor. It said, The world is filled with gardens. And gardens always attract serpents. My prayer is that my kids put on their armor. That they, they put on the full armor of God. That they put on the armor that they've been equipped with from mom and dad. Knowing how to fight certain battles, and that they go into each day knowing that they are prepared. That once they've put that armor on, and they know that their sword is sharp, and when I talk about the sword, I'm not just talking about, you know, hack and slash sword. (laughs) I mean the Word of God is sharp on their mind. That they can step into any situation and fulfill the role that God has called them to as godly men. Right now, that's a much smaller scale because of their age, but as they grow, as they attain understanding and knowledge, and I pray for my sons every day that they receive godly wisdom and how to 
assess and engage culture and situations, even at their young age, as they, they hear things, as they see things. The world is much different now than it was whenever I was growing up. And I pray that my sons learn to temper that as they, they, they learn to weather the storms that they, they encounter. First, on the, by standing on the Word of God, and secondly, by having a firm understanding of what mom and dad taught us. We're, turn, we're teaching our kids. We've trained our kids. We're teaching our kids that when they fall down, they can get up. I want my boys to fall down. Sometimes my wife and I have these conversations about, wait, just let him fall. Wait. Let him smack himself in the head with that stick. He'll be okay, but he'll learn something. I want them to get skin knees, bumped heads, bruised arms, occasionally black eyes as long as they're not too bad. I want them to experience pain in small doses so that they learn to laugh it off. My body has been put through the ringer since I was probably... In my early teens, breaking bones, dislocating things, and now I have this fantastic pain tolerance that, you know, some days I really hate. (laughs) But it comes from falling down and learning that it didn't kill you, so get back up and try it a different way. What do we do when we fall down? What do we do as adults when we fall down? I want you to think about that because my kids are watching. Men, when you fall down, when you stumble, what do you say? How do you respond? Because my boys are watching. The kids in your life are watching. Those teenagers are watching. Because the example that you set, what you say, how you say it, they're listening. And they're putting it in their little mind bank so that one day when they encounter a similar situation... They have something to pull from. So my prayer for you is that you're using wisdom and you're not responding hastily or out of anger. But if you fall down, you learn to laugh it off. Or you learn to ask for help so that you can get back up. Masculinity is about taking responsibility for the physical, emotional, and spiritual safety of those in my care, in our care. We're responsible for people. I'm responsible for those three little dudes and their mom and our weird dog. That's who I'm responsible for. I'm responsible for locking the doors at night. I'm responsible for giving hugs and kisses and making sure my kids know that their dad loves them. And that there is such a thing as fatherly affection. I pray every night. That there are angels surrounding my house and surrounding my kids' rooms, protecting them while they sleep. For my kids, for me, masculinity means identifying threats and enemies of whatever kind. And taking steps to guard and keep those entrusted to me safe. I pray that as my sons get older... They take on that responsibility. One day they'll have kids. One day they'll have their wives. And their job is to be the protector. 
If they hear bump in the night when they're 25 years old, they're not going to call me and say, Hey, Dad, can you walk the grounds and make sure that everything's okay? My son in boldness is going to rise up and check his domain, check his castle, and make sure that it is safe for whoever he's protecting, and he will do so boldly. Most importantly, masculinity means killing the dragon that lurks in my own heart. Today was a rough day. Today was Saturday. And it was one of those Saturdays where it gets busy, things get stressful, the kids listen for the most part, we sign up for baseball, and anytime sports organized sports in our house we have to very carefully weigh our involvement and instead of communicating clearly and talking with my wife about the my worries and concerns about signing our eldest up for a sport I just kind of let it fester and my frustrations got the best of me I didn't converse with her I just said fine do whatever And I lost my cool a little bit. And I realized that when I lost my cool, I didn't like go berserk or anything, but I raised my voice and I got a little snarky. But I realized that there were three little young men in training. My missional men in training were sitting in the back seat of my truck. And they were listening to how I was communicating with their mom. They were watching my body language. They were listening to the words that I said. And I knew that I had to be careful. And I had to slay that dragon of frustration, of of not getting my way or, you know, wanting to lose my cool. Part of me had to take a back seat. It had to die. For the betterment of my family. For the betterment of leading and setting an example for my three boys. That's part of it. I have to be a man in my son's eyes that is respectable. That is full of integrity and character. That pursues wisdom above all else. Because when I set that example for them, and they see me, and the choices I make, and the words that I say, when they see those things played out in my life, they know that they can do it as well. And they don't have to be men that are lacking in any area. Because dad set the example. Because dad was not too proud to apologize when he acted like a fool. Humility. Humility is a very respectable feature and trait. Humility is something that I think that as men we see as weakness sometimes. I can't humble myself. I can't admit that I've been wrong. 
let me let me share something man to man for a moment my kids are watching your kids are watching the people around you are watching your wife is watching and if you wonder why you don't have the respect of the people around you why when you speak they don't listen are you a respectable person or are you a proud haughty person that doesn't deserve respect and that hasn't earned respect you just demand it here's a little personal experience tip if all you do is demand respect you'll never have it and if you do have it it's based in fear and it's not really the kind of respect you want respect in my household we don't have to know each other for my kids and myself to respect you but if you act like a fool you'll lose it real quick now as soon as someone loses our respect I try to teach my kids that they can earn it back but it takes work we give freely on the first account but once you've depleted that resource it takes some time to get it back the greatest threat to those in my care is my own sin and rebellion and the same goes for you protecting others demands a single-minded and glad-hearted pursuit of holiness what does that mean <laughs> to break it down in its simplest form if I really want to be a solid protector to give to those that don't have to stand in the gap for those that are lacking to protect and serve those that can't defend themselves then I need to be like Jesus I need to look at his moral and ethical strengths I need to look at the type of integrity he had the type of character that he had and I need to model that in my own life and as I model that in my life my kids will begin to model that in theirs and one day I'll be able to look at my sons and say I am so proud of the man that you've become I tell my kids every day how proud I am of them when they've done something good when they make a hard choice when they do the right thing I'm a firm believer in giving credit where credit is due and giving praise when praise has been earned so for my sons they will always know dad is proud of them I'll just add more verbiage as they get older why well, I'm proud what you've done to make me proud but one day I pray that their wives tell them how proud of them they are that their kids tell them that they're proud of them it's strangers their teachers 
their employers will appreciate who they are, the men that they've become. That is what I want for my sons. I want them to be protectors. I want them to be bold. When everyone else is running in fear, I want my sons to stand boldly and say, not today. Not today. I hope, I pray that you have possibly absorbed something from this week's podcast. I hope I haven't wasted your time. Again, one of my uh, favorite uh, resources, clothing brands, whatever you want to call it, stickers, patches, whatever. It's a great movement that's on Facebook or has lots of different platforms now. But check out Dangerous But Good. Big shout out to Scott Parkinson over there. He is knocking it out of the park. Get that. I use that because his last name and knocking out of the park. Anyway, go check out Dangerous But Good. It's wearedangerousbutgood.com. They have also awesome mugs. Um, I'm a mug collector, so I appreciate them. Check them out. Buy some stuff. Uh, It's great quality stuff. Great Christian company. Love them to death. And uh, look, guys, if you like Missional Manhood, if uh, you want to invest in it a little bit, uh, go to missionalmanhood.com. Our store is up. We've got a few t-shirts on there. Um, through Bonfire. We don't make a lot off of them, but we just want to provide you with some swag. So go check them out. Buy one. There's Missional Mom shirt, Missional Dad shirt, Missional Manhood, long and short sleeve tees. Check them out. We love you guys, and we will see you next week. Peace out.